Welcome to the recorded candidate interviews by the League of Women Voters of Portland. All the candidates running for this position in the primary election were invited to participate. We asked the candidates for the same office, the same questions, and included as many of the questions as time allowed. Hello, this is Debbie Kay with the League of Women Voters of Portland, and you are watching Video Voters Guide or listening to our podcast. With the technical support of Metro East Community Media, we're here today to talk with candidates running in the May 17th, 2022 primary election. The League is grateful for the support of the Carol and Velma Sailing Foundation, Vernier Software and Technology, the Weiss Foundation, the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund, and our media partner, Metro East Community Media. With me today is Shariah Mayfield, and she is running for the position of Multnomah County Chair. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ms. Mayfield. Thank you for having me. Certainly. Our first question, tell us about yourself, please, and why you are running for County Chair. Uh, Shariah Mayfield, I'm an employment rights attorney and law professor teaching privacy law at Willamette. And I'm running because I'm disillusioned with current leadership. I think we need new action immediately to steer us in the right direction. We have second highest unsheltered population, 50th for drug addiction treatment in Oregon, and record homicides, traffic deaths, and violence in the region. So we really need to move away to rapid action solutions and uh, away from the current status quo that has not been delivering us the results that we deserve. So my campaign is very focused on ending unsanctioned camping, uh, ramping up humane alternatives, and expanding uh, drug addiction and mental health treatment for people who really need it. Thank you. Multnomah County and the City of Portland collaborate through the Joint Office of Homeless Services to address the needs of thousands of unhoused individuals in our community. What measures would you recommend to more effectively meet those needs? Again, moving really rapidly to get people off the streets. So the priority being getting people into some form of shelter. There is a philosophical debate right now as to whether uh, housing first is the best option or whether we need to be focusing more on short-term emergency solutions. And I lean a lot more towards the latter. So getting people into RV parks, tiny homes, high and low barrier shelter options, this is what they do in Amsterdam, get them into shelter and then give them treatment. And so treatment being a key component of recovery and rehabilitation. Uh, at the city level, there's been more focus on short-term solutions. The county needs to follow in suit and be more supportive of those short-term solutions because there's not enough funding to give everyone a free house, nor is it feasible with the amount of mental health and drug addiction problems uh, that are attendant to the homeless crisis. Thank you. What steps would you take in order to make mental health and substance abuse services more readily available to those who need them? Great question. So this kind of overlaps with the homeless crisis as well, because as we know, the majority of people on the streets have substance abuse issues and mental health uh, issues as well. So first, after moving, say, the homeless folks into sanctioned camp areas where they have hygiene services or into tiny homes or RV parks, we then set them up with mental health treatment with wraparound services uh, and, and allow them to go on a path to recovery. For everyone else who's suffering from mental health issues, mental illness, that includes the general population, especially as we come out of the pandemic, a lot of loneliness and depression, we need to build dual diagnosis mental health resource centers immediately. This is not a current priority of the county. 
there's a lot of funding stuck at the state level from Measure 110, which was supposed to decriminalize drugs and then use the money for, uh, for treatment. But because it's stuck there, we need to keep the pressure on to get that money back into treatment where it should be. But in the meantime, we need to use the county budget. So if we don't have the funds from the state, the county must build dual diagnosis centers, which are centers where you can get mental health and drug addiction treatment at the same time. I'm also the only candidate who has very wholeheartedly supported and, and uh, asked for more funding to go to Project Respond, which is a team of clinicians and law enforcement officers who respond to mental health and drug addiction emergencies. And then they do transports to the hospital where then civil commitment proceedings can occur, where people can get mandatory treatment. And that is a key part of the solution as well. And I'm the only candidate who has done civil commitment appeals as an attorney. What additional steps should the county take in order to reach the goals outlined in the Climate Action Plan? Uh, really, my, my most important uh, objective under the 11 steps or the multiple steps in there would be the objective number four, community engagement. And that really means shifting people's behaviors and attitudes towards, uh, towards their actions daily. One way we can get more people to say use uh, public transit is to expand paratransit services to people who are in areas that it's not easily accessible or it takes too long to go on the max and then on a bus and then make multiple stops, especially for people in the suburbs. I live in East County and it takes a long time to get downtown. I think expanding the paratransit services should be a, a top priority. Okay. What would be your priorities for spending the supportive housing services dollars flowing to the county from the May 2020 Metro ballot measure? Yeah, back to the original questions, really uh, emergency shelter options. And by shelter, I don't just mean a traditional shelter, but RV parks, tiny homes. And really the first thing I would do is create sanctioned camp areas and then enforce the camp ban laws. We just can't have people uh, living in squalor, on drugs, uh, in mental uh, crisis, on our streets. They need to be moved to safe areas. And if that ideally voluntarily, but possibly if they're refusing after they're given options, then yes, with enforcement. And our last question, Sure. do you foresee that taxes will need to be raised for Multnomah County taxpayers? Why or why not? No, we have a $2.8 billion budget and we've seen massive waste from the commissioners running against me. They wasted $58 million on Wapato Jail, which was supposed to be turned into a shelter. What I would do is ensure that there's no waste or as minimal waste, be transparent, be held accountable, and just really tell the people if there's an upset what we need to do, but I do not think we need more taxes. The, the middle class and the lower income class is way too strained right now for that. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, we have about 30 seconds left. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say? If you're tired of the current status quo, then please don't vote for one of the sitting commissioners against me who have been in power for five or more years. Vote for a fresh face, vote for rapid action. I have the energy to get it done and I'm the only viable non-politician running right now. So please vote Mayfield, go to votemayfield.com if you wanna learn more. Thank you, Ms. Mayfield for joining us today for our video voters guide and podcast interview. You are running for the position of Multnomah County Chair. This concludes our recording today and we are grateful for everyone's participation. Thank you to the audience for choosing to be informed voters. Please tell your family and friends about these resources. Election day is May 17th, that's a Tuesday. Be sure to exercise your right to vote. Thank you again, Ms. Mayfield. Thank you. 
This interview was produced by the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund and Metro East Community Media. Funding was provided by the Carolyn Velma Sailing Foundation, the Weiss Foundation, Vernier Software and Technology, and the Sarah Fruing Memorial Fund. For more information on the primary election and this race, visit our websites, vote411.org and lwvpdx.org. Thank you for listening and for voting. Copyright 2022 by the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund. Licensed by Creative Commons.